If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Reps are valuable. You know, there's competition going on every position. Running back's uh, one of the spots where we're looking for the, the guy to step up and take control of it. Some guys have been out, so that's given other guys an opportunity to do well. Uh, was really impressed with Gabe Irvin in the scrimmage. Uh, Jock Ant did some good things. So while some of these guys are, are nursing a, some injuries, uh, it's, it's given some other guys the opportunity to make some plays. And welcome back here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Ron Washett, and A. Klaus. Time to take your questions in the mailbag. You heard Scott Frost talking about the running back position and with Marquis Step out now with a foot injury. It's really opened things up, and Gabe Irvin, the true freshman out of Georgia, has gotten a lot of reps. Uh, but it leads me, gentlemen, to our first question of the mailbag, and it's about running back. Um, you know, should we be concerned about Marvin Scott, Ramir Johnson, Sevion Morrison, and Ronald Tompkins? Like, why aren't they, you know, emerging? And you know, where 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 are things at with this running back position when you have all these other scholarship guys and? What I would say is I, I still think it's too early, um, but to me the warning signs were maybe last year. We just didn't see those breakout moments that you just kind of know. Like the first time you see a great running back at Nebraska, you pretty much know they're going to be good. And we haven't seen that from those other four backs on the field, maybe other than Ramir Johnson's run at Iowa. I mean, that was probably the only moment that you were like, ooh, okay. Um, but there, there just hasn't been that, ooh, okay, we're – Robin stands up in the press box and gets all excited to see a, a exciting play on the field. And we, we just haven't seen that happen yet. And, and hopefully we get to see some of that more in this open practice in the spring game. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to guys just being able to stay on the field and be, stay healthy. Uh, the lack of availability from that position from all the way down the depth chart was as big of a problem as anything where, I mean, you didn't have a guy that was let alone healthy for, eight games, but even, you know, a fraction of that where, you know, you're, you're counting on a, a Sevion Morrison. He doesn't even get to see the field. And, you know, Marvin Scott is in and out with injuries. You know, Ronald Tompkins is in and out with injuries. Diedrich Mills even was even uh, in and out. And so that, I think, inconsistency and just lack of stability in the rotation not only kept Nebraska's running game from ever getting out of, off the runway, but also uh, really impeded the development of the young guys at that position to where, you know, really now is the first time they're on a normal track where they actually get a spring uh, and they get to kind of get their feet under them a little bit going into a season. So if they can stay healthy, I think that room has a ton of potential and they have a lot of guys that could be that type of player, especially when you add in Gabe Irvin to the mix. But, um, you know, it's kind of like receiver where, you know, as, as exciting as that potential may be, 
until they actually prove it on Saturday, there's going to be questions. Yeah, I, I've been asked a ton about the running back position and, you know, why why have they struggled to recruit that position so well or or why have, why have they been so poor at identifying talent there? And I don't think that's the case. I, I just think that they've had bad luck more than anything because I think there is talent there. But like you said, Robin, those they've not had a, a completely healthy room where all those guys are available uh, for any given point in time, I, it's always been this guy's out or that guy's out or or multiple guys are missing times at you know missing time at, at different periods. So um, it's just one thing after another, unfortunately for Ryan Held. But um, you know if if they're able to, I guess, to string together some some healthy time for with at least a handful of these guys, we're going to see some production come from that room. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show as we take your questions in the mailbag. Um, Interesting question, Nate, and you might have the best answer to this. With kickers and punters, is it normal to have a particular coach work with those guys, or do they typically just seek all outside instruction? Well, I mean, it depends. It's a staff-by-staff thing. You know, sometimes you're going to have at least somebody on the staff who has experience working with kickers and punters and and can, you know, at least do, like, some basic drills with those guys or or give give them basic instruction. Uh, But there are times where you don't have anyone on staff uh, or even a GA or an intern that can, like, help guys behind the scenes, not necessarily on the the practice field, but – um, you know, my it's been my experience that there's at least somebody, whether it's a, a full time coach, a GA, or an intern that has some experience with that. But it, it's not an all the time deal, um, and and I think that's something where it's become way more prevalent here over the last 10, 15 years where you don't necessarily, there's so much outside instruction nowadays that you don't necessarily have to have a kicking expert on your coaching staff anymore. You're listening to the Oscar Line Show. We take questions in the mailbag. Uh, next questions about the offensive line. Um, in 2019, um, we maybe underestimated losing Tanner Farmer and Gerald Foster. Why are you so much more confident in 2021 that losing guys like Brandon Hymas and Matt Farniak and even Bo Wilson, why they can just kind of reload and replace that? And, and what I would say is that I just think the program's in a much different place. I think the depth's better. The resumes of these guys in the program are better. Turner Corcoran got to get a start underneath his belt. And, you know, you've got guys like Nuri Nuelli, um, who started Division One games, who's in contention for a starting job right now. And, you know, th- I just think there's so many more options and, and better players on this roster than maybe what was on the roster in 2019. Yeah, and I think that's a product of the way this staff has been able to slowly but surely develop uh, what the offensive line room looks like. I mean, the guys are they're bigger, they're stronger, they're more talented, they have higher recruiting pedigree to them uh, to where, you know, now you're finally starting to have, uh, you know, a, a bit of a, a streamline coming in to where if you lose one of those guys, one of those seniors, it's not this massive drop down. Uh, in fact, you can make the case that Long term, they might have uh, you know better players with with higher ceilings that are now going to get a chance to see the field uh, in in place of those guys. So I think that's kind of the biggest reason for optimism is that for the first time, certainly since Frost has been here, and maybe even long before that, the depth on the offensive line is there, and the the makeup physically of this group is where it needs to be to be competitive in the Big Ten. That um, you know the the drop off from senior starter to backup isn't so stark as it has been for far too long. Yeah, the the depth and overall 
potential as far as just the overall talent of these guys is as good as I it's been for a very very long time I, I think you know when you finally a coach has been here long uh, enough to yeah, recruit a exactly. roster you've been able to you've been able to slowly piece it together it, it, offensive and defensive lines they don't happen overnight it happens over three or four years of of continually adding pieces and, and developing those guys and and now that they've done that and and recruited it very well I mean you look at the the pedigree of some of these guys I mean Corcoran and, and Teddy Prohaska and, um, you know, Ben Hart. I mean, these are all high four-star type of guys or U.S. Army All-American type of guys where um, that wasn't the case three or, three or four years ago. You didn't, you didn't have those types of players uh, just waiting in the wings necessarily. So um, I, I think that's the reason for optimism is, is that the depth is good, the competition is good, and, and what they're working with overall in terms of talent is as good as it's been. There's just been too many staffs, obviously, at Nebraska with pressure to get their problems solved in one year and with offensive lines you can't solve problems in one year it, it is a slow build yep. because if you try to take shortcuts and go juco or go transfer um, eventually it's going to catch up with you and I think Nebraska has at least done a good job of building it the right way and, and they've still added some quality transfers like Ezra Miller and Nuri Noelli as as walk-ons so uh, final question will you guys crush a Runza or Valentino's pizza at the spring game being you've had to go a whole year without getting any of uh, your, your free Husker f- game day food. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference. It's free. I've had plenty of runs and Valentino's over the last year. There's something two. about that little box though, I that know, little Valentino's box. I don't know how it, what it does to the cheese. It, it makes it 5% <laughs> better. There's zero question about it, but yes, if it is available and I hope that it is, I will certainly imbibe in some Valentino's and runs probably both. I'll go both double. <laughs> With some popcorn too, right? Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. If, if I'm still hungry. Well, yeah. I wonder what the, what the. I wonder if popcorn will even be an option. Maybe pre-bagged or or pre-boxed. I don't know, but yeah. I mean, if it's there, I I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. It's been a long time since I've been you know in a stadium for a live event with with actual people. Um, so there's no doubt I'm I'm gonna partake in. Are you a Runza or a Valentino slice guy in the stadium? Um, I think it depends. If it's cold, I'm I'm more of a Runza guy. Stays it, hotter longer. Yeah, and and plus you can use them. You know, you can put them in your coat pocket and kind of stay warm there. But you know, if you're in the if you're in the the press box, I, I think I think I'm more of a pizza guy. Were, were you guys? Do you remember when there actually was an Amigo stand in the stadium mm-hmm. in the early in the ninety era in the nineties? Some at mm-hmm. some point where you can get like crisp meat burritos and cheesies. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a game changer. I don't know why they went away with it. Money. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, Pepsi. I mean, Nebraska was a Coke school all the way until Pepsi came in. Yeah, that's a whole other issue. That's a whole other show. (laughs) They they somehow have Diet Dr. Pepper in the press box, which that was a game changer for me because you kind of get Pepsi'd out after a while. Mm -hmm. Unless you like Pepsi products, which I do. Nate's a Mountain Dew guy. Yeah. Just uh, fine by me. The Mountain Dew is pretty clutch, but you know if if uh, if I had to cho- choose Coke, no question. And you, you look, the the fall of Nebraska's program really coincided with the move to Pepsi. Oh, hey, boy. there you go. Wisconsin is RC <laughs> Cola. Hey, R- Wisconsin's RC Cola. Yeah, they had uh, what is it? Sun Drop and uh, Hawaiian Punch. Yeah, Hawaiian <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Barry Alvarez got a sweetheart deal with RC Cola and Diet Right in their press box. But all right, when we come back, we're going to talk recruiting. The visitor list is getting filled by the day. Nate's going to update us on that and more. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show.